It's so good to have you all here and thank you for uh, joining us on Zoom this morning. One of the things that we say and believe is that no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome. Uh, so know that you're welcome this morning and a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time. We're so glad to have you in worship with us. Uh, we do have a visitor card that you can fill out that Katie will put in the chat box if you want to let us know that you're here. Um, and uh, thank you for being with us uh, here today. Um, we also have a bulletin that you can download if you like, although everything that you need for the service we'll be providing on the screens this morning. Um, as you may have gotten notification, we are recording our service this morning. So uh, the video and the audio will be recorded. The chat will not be recorded. So just uh, you can keep that in mind as we move through our service. Uh, the bulletin does have a, a couple of announcements. And so just a few that I would like to highlight. Uh, first of all, I want to say thanks to Tammy Scott and to Katie Diaz for being our Zoom support this morning. Um, today we are launching our summer series about listening to the Spirit, sharing our stories of faith, and you'll hear more about that uh, in just a little bit. Today is also a communion Sunday, so if you have uh, bread or crackers or juice or water or wine nearby, we'll be using those a little bit later in our service this morning. Uh, and then as you saw on the slide, if you were here, we do have a number of events uh, coming up this week. Tomorrow night at 6.30 is Respond to Racism. Uh, and then on Saturday, this coming Saturday at 11 o'clock, June 12th, we'll have the memorial service for Pat Jackson. And then on a week from today, on June uh, 13th, right after worship, we will have our congregational meeting. And um, at that meeting, we'll be voting in new officers and leaders for the next year. We'll be doing some bylaws changes. And then we'll also just be hearing updates on some of the ministries of our church, uh, including our COVID team. And so uh, those of you who get the e-news will have already received a survey that we sent out last week. It was in the e-news again this week about um, COVID and our comfort levels as we open up for uh, worship and for faith development. So if you haven't had a chance to fill that out, I would uh, invite you to do so as that will help uh, guide us as we discern when and how uh, to reopen and how to provide online formats uh, for us to be able to continue to worship and learn together. Okay, there's more announcements and save the dates that you can find in bulletin and e-news, uh, but I think that's what I'll cover for today. And uh, now I just want to say a couple things about Zoom. Most of you are familiar uh, or have done Zoom worship before, but we'll invite you to stay muted uh, throughout our service, including when we sing. And that's just so we can hear our worship leaders and those who are leading our service. Uh, you're also welcome to use the chat function during the service, and you're welcome to choose your view. Uh, most of you know if you're on a laptop or computer, you can go up to the right. There's a button for view and pick uh, speaker or gallery. You can swipe on your iPad or phone and that will allow you to see uh, everyone who's participating or see just who, who is speaking at the time. And feel free to turn your video off uh, if you'd like at any time. Okay, I think that's it by way of housekeeping and announcements. So I just would invite you now um, to take a breath uh, to breathe in together and just to be in this space together. I'll start us this morning by lighting our peace candle, which is a way that we um, 
prepare our hearts and pray for peace um, in our hearts and in our minds and in our world. And so we hold out those prayers for peace. And then I want to invite us to this holy pause, to a moment of stillness. I'll be speaking about this a little bit later in the service, but our practice of statio is just a holy pause. And it's a moment to put aside all of the stressors that we're carrying or the things that have been on our mind um, and just to be centered and grounded in this moment, in this space with each other, even virtual space with each other. To remember that it's the spirit who is in each one of us, who holds us together, and who invites us into this communal time of worship. Uh, so let us just open ourselves to God's spirit. prayer in the gift of this new day in the gift of the present moment in the gift of time and eternity intertwined let us be grateful let us be attentive let us be open to what has never happened before oh holy spirit come and move among us amen Testament Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Thank you, Luke. Uh, friends, this morning we begin our summer worship series called Listening to the Spirit, uh, Sharing Our Stories of Faith. 
And um, stories connect us. Anne Lamott in her book, uh, Almost Everything, Notes on Hope, uh, writes this. She says, in my current less young age, I've learned that almost more than anything, stories hold us together. Stories teach us what is important about life, why we are here and how it is best to behave, and that inside us, we have access to treasure in memories and observations, in imagination. All of us uh, have stories to tell. And this summer, we wanna spend some time sharing our stories with each other. Uh, as you know, for the last 15 months, we have been physically separated from each other. We've been coping with the pandemics of uh, COVID, of isolation, of racism, and more. And so um, as the worship team and I were thinking about the summer, we wanted to figure out a way to help us reconnect with each other, to help us uh, listen to each other and with each other about how the Spirit is moving uh, in our lives. And as Luke just read from the book of Acts, uh, we hear early on that the Spirit was poured out on everyone and on those early disciples. And it was the Spirit that enabled them to become God's witnesses all throughout the world. And so each of us um, has a story to tell and many stories to tell. Each of us is a witness to how God is working in and through our lives. And so um, in that spirit, this summer, we are going to be inviting and have invited various members of the church um, to speak each week and to tell a story from their own faith journey. Uh, we've invited folks to share around one of, the, one of these three themes. Uh, when is a time that they have felt guided by the Holy Spirit? Uh, when is a time that they have felt led in a new way forward? Or just to share a story about something that they've learned over the past year uh, of pandemic about themselves or their lives or their faith um, and to listen for how the Spirit is moving uh, in and through our lives. And so we hope that by, uh, by doing this, by sharing these stories, that in listening to one person, we will also uh, listen for how the Spirit is working in our own lives, that we will listen for how the Spirit is calling us uh, to be the church together, and that it will just enable us to uh, reconnect with each other as we prepare to uh, come back together in person uh, later this summer. Uh, so today I'm going to lead us off and share a story from my own faith journey. Uh, but first I'm going to turn it back over to Luke, who's going to read to us a passage from uh, Psalm 46. Hebrew Testament, Psalm 46, 1 through 3, 10 through 11. God is our refuge and strength and very present in help and trouble. Therefore, we will not fear the, the though the earth should change. <laughs> Though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea uh, through its waters, or though it's, sorry, though the, its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Great. Thank you so much, Luke. So um, I have always been a striver. Oh, sorry. Can you all can you all see me now? Okay, turned off for a second. All right. I've always been uh, I've always been a striver, right? Not in the um, 
ambitious, uh, climbing the ladder sort of way, but more in the uh, production kind of way that I always want to uh, have something to show for myself, that I always uh, sort of live by the mantra that you could do more, do better, be more, be better. And so uh, I'm always trying to have something to show for myself, whether that's good grades, good sermons, well-behaved children, uh, whatever it is, that there is uh, that that somehow whatever I can do to to please other people or to make others think uh, well of me, uh, that that's uh, been a motivator for much of my life. And uh, it actually speaks to deeper spiritual issues that I struggle with, and I know many of us do, about just our own sense of worthiness, our own sense of uh, belovedness, trusting that we are enough um, just the way we are. And so for me, I think it's one of the reasons that uh, contemplative spirituality and contemplative Christianity uh, has always spoken to me and has actually become a really important part of the way the spirit moves in my life and the way I understand my faith. Um, now, you can t uh, define contemplative spirituality all different kinds of ways, but the way that I think about it is um, just that sense of being uh, still enough to pay attention to the God who is in each one of us, who is all around us, who is in all of creation and connects us to all of life. And so um, finding ways to, to be still and get connected is part of what's become really important to me. Now, um, I first learned about uh, centering prayer and contemplative uh, spirituality probably in my early 20s, at least that's what I can remember. I had a mentor who tried to teach me centering prayer and listening to that still uh, small voice inside. And it was lovely. I enjoyed the prayers, but then I went back to college and divinity school and life got busy. And so then again, in my early 20s, in my first call in, in Minnesota, I had a spiritual director who was always encouraging me to kind of relax and get centered and trust because I'd be in her office worrying about, I don't know if this sermon's good enough. I don't know if I have what it takes to do this. And she was always like, just calm down. Remember, you are enough the way you are. You're beloved. You have the gifts. And she would always encourage me just to be still and to listen to uh, the God in my own heart. Uh, that was all well and good, and I and I loved it and appreciated it. But then, of course, life gets busy again. I moved out here, became the pastor of this wonderful community, also got married, had kids, and all of a sudden there was a lot on the plate and a lot of multitasking and things to do. And so uh, it became harder to find those moments of grounding. Well, two years ago, as some of you know, I enrolled in a program um, for clergy at the Holy Wisdom Monastery to learn Benedictine spirituality. And Benedict was a, a sixth century monastic. He wrote a rule for spiritual living, which basically uh, was a way to order life where you could work and be in community and work for justice, but that all of it would be saturated in prayer and in the presence of God. And the idea was to, to quiet yourself and center yourself enough so that whatever you were doing, you could recognize uh, God in that moment. And so um, I had no idea quite how much I needed that. Um, I went to the monastery, and Katie, you can go ahead and put up the first slide. Uh, the monastery is in outside of Madison, Wisconsin. It's a beautiful uh, space, and uh, it's a prairie uh, that overlooks uh, Lake uh, Mendota and other lakes there in uh, Madison. 
And from the first moment I walked in, they had a sign on the beds in our room. And Katie, you can go to the next slide. And this is uh, what it said. It said, welcome Jenny, say the people, say the birds, say the tall grasses, say the deer, say the woods, say the prairie flowers of Holy Wisdom Monastery. A welcome, we are immersed in blessing. And I remember when I walked into that room and read this, I just felt myself being able to breathe because we were invited to be here in this space, uh, here in this moment, here in this place, and uh, to just be here, body, mind, spirit, and soul. And so they designed this immersion that we were away from our uh, clergy roles for a while, from our churches, we were away from our families, and really the whole goal was to attend to our spirit. And I think I've shared before that uh, basically there were only three decisions I had to make each day. It was uh, what to wear, what to eat off the buffet line, and uh, what did my spirit need for that day? And what I found is that my spirit just needed quiet. It needed stillness. It needed rest. It needed to read and just read books about uh contemplative spirituality, about belovedness. It needed to take walks in the prairie there in the picture. And it just gave me this time to um, open up to the God who is in me and to quiet myself enough to get into that flow. And I, I really talk about it as a flow. I think of it almost as like a river, like there's a, there's a river of God that's flowing through me, flows through each of you all the time. And oftentimes we're just too busy to, to see it or to feel it. And so when we can slow down enough, it's like we can float down that river and just be held in God's love and be aware of the way God's spirit flows through me and through um, each of us. So it became this wonderful time of blessing. We actually had two immersions. And at the end of the second one, they asked us to write a, a rule for our lives. And this was in the in following the rule of St. Benedict, which was basically how to order your life. And we could make it as complex or as simple as we wanted. But I made a very simple rule. Uh, Katie, you can go to the next slide. It's, uh, this is what I drew. And this was my rule. Uh, Beloved, be still and be. And I drew it as a person to think about myself, that this is the core of, of who I am and what I'm called to remember. Uh, beloved be still be but I also drew it as uh, almost like the sides of a body also the banks of a river and to think about um, being in that flow and so beloved is really the reminder that I am beloved uh, just as I am that there's nothing I need to do or prove that when I can center myself and remember the God in me I remember I'm loved uh, just as I am and also to be loved, to remember to receive the love that comes from me uh, and to me all the time. The be still comes from Psalm 46, which Luke just read for us. And that reminder that God is always with us if we can be still and be quiet enough. That even though the earths shake and the mountains uh, change, and even though life will have its joys and challenges, God is always there. Uh, if we can, and if I can, quiet myself enough. And I think about the be still also is that sense of being aligned, uh, kind of the way the words are written, that when we can be centered in mind, body, and spirit, 
uh, that's when I am most present. And that's when I'm most aware of God moving in my life. And then B, uh, which is just to remember to be me. Um, not to do, not to have something to produce, but just being me is enough. And that it reminds me of um, Moses when he meets God in the burning bush and God gives him his name and says, I am who I am or I will be who I will be. That God's own name is being. And that when I can just be fully myself, when any of us is fully ourselves, um, that that is, that's God. And that's being alive to God's presence um, in our life. So this has really become a mantra for me. A beloved, be still, be. It's an anchor point, a grounding point, also a challenge um, to continue to live that out. I will say it's one thing to practice a stillness in a monastery where there are no other um, distractions. It's a totally different thing to try to put it in practice in my daily life. And uh, I've shared with some of you, I've learned this the hard way. You know, when I first uh, got back from this experience, my spouse, Hillary, pretty much didn't talk to me for a week, right? Because uh, while I had been having this transformative experience, she had been caring for our three-year-old and our five-year-old for uh, two weeks. I came home and was like, okay, I'm going to do centering prayer. The first morning I went out in my backyard to do it. And my neighbor, no kidding, fired up the lawnmower like right away. So I, suddenly there was hard to be, uh, be able to concentrate. And then I said, well, I'll come early to work and do it in the office. And sure enough, the first day uh, I came in, not even five minutes later, um, someone pulled into the church office and it was great to see them, but also a reminder of like, this is going to be hard, uh, hard to practice. And so what I found is it's become more like contemplative moments of finding just little moments here and there when I can be present and try to be um, centered and focused. Uh, we've started that practice of statio in worship uh, since this monastery time. And I actually try to work in little statio moments to my day where I used to fill meetings back to back to back. Um, I put in little breaks here and there either to just take a mental break and say a prayer or just to walk around the church building or just uh, get present in my senses. And so um, I try to continue those uh, contemplative moments. Now, I will say the pandemic has been uh, challenging for this, but also insightful for this. I mean, the, the pandemic turned everything um, upside down in terms of church and home life and all of that for me, gave me a lot more things to worry about, a lot more things to multitask, a lot more things to, to produce and stress over. But at the same time, the pandemic also forced a stillness in some ways as certain activities uh, were canceled or dropped off um, the radar. As I wasn't having to run off to different meetings at different times, some of them could be done from home as even some of the trips we had planned to fly different places um, were canceled. And suddenly we just had to be where we were. I had to be where I was. And it really uh, provided, as I've shared before, just some time to be present to my family in ways that I hadn't been before, to be present to my own heart and mind and soul. And so as we reopen, as life begins to pick up again, I find myself uh, just wanting to hold on to that, that contemplative piece, hold on to that grounding, to not add as much back in as I had before, or just to figure out ways to hold on 
to that um, sense of stillness and sense of the spirit um, that God is uh, with me and in me. And I think about this even as we come back and as discernment is already starting for us as a church, where are we going to be? How are we going to move forward? I keep trying to tell myself that the best thing is just to be grounded and to be centered and to remember that God will be with us and continue to guide us, um, whatever comes ahead. So I want to close this time and reflection just with some words from St. Teresa of Avila. So Katie, if you can go to the next slide. This was a prayer they gave us at the monastery and one that I just appreciate uh, for my life and maybe uh, for ours as well. She writes, this magnificent refuge is inside you. Enter, shatter the darkness that shrouds the doorway. Be bold, be humble, put away the incense and forget the incantations they taught you. Ask no permission from the authorities. Close your eyes and follow your breath to the still place that leads to the invisible path that leads you home. And so for me, I want to continue to follow that invisible path, to be still enough to remember the God that's inside me, uh, that calls me beloved, and that guides my way. Amen. As we come to our song that we're going to sing, uh, Be Still and Know, it's based off Psalm 46. And uh, it's also written by Alan Clausen, Reverend Alan Clausen, who some of you know, he was an interim minister here at our church and a friend of the church. And this song was in my mind when I was writing my own rule at the monastery. It's where part of that be still comes from. And what I love about how he's written this song is that as we sing it, it just invites us into that sense of presence and into that reminder uh, that God is with us and God invites us into the stillness and the presence and the awareness of God. So let us sing together.
Friends, let us pray together. God, we come to this space in the spirit of stillness where we will lift things up to you and then rest in a stillness that is aligned with that. So gracious God, we lift up to you our worshiping community. Loving God, we lift up to you our way of being. Merciful God, we lift up to you those in need of healing. God, we lift up to you our educators and our students as they head towards the end of this year. God, we lift up to you our own prayers, which we say to ourselves or share in the chat box that will only be seen in this group. God, we lift all of this up to you as we pray the prayer that Christ taught us, saying, Eternal Spirit, earth maker, pain bearer, life giver, source of all that is and that shall be, Father and Mother of us all, loving God in whom is heaven. The hallowing of your name echo through the universe. 
the way of your justice be followed by all the peoples of the world. Your heavenly will be done by all created beings. Your commonwealth of peace and freedom sustain our hope and come on earth. With the bread we need for today, feed us. In the hurts that we absorb from one another, forgive us. In times of temptation and testing, strengthen us. From trials too great to endure, spare us. From the grip of all that is evil, free us. For you reign in the glory of the power that is love, now and forever. Amen. Friends, as we come to our time of offering, I just want to thank you for your generosity, which uh, supports all the missions and the ministries of our church and supports all the ways that we are able to connect with the spirit and connect with each other. And I'm just so grateful for your gifts. And I'm grateful for the ways that we have been able to connect uh, this year, uh, this month, this week, as we think about just our Zoom services and opportunities to gather online for fellowship. I think about uh, those of us who were able to gather yesterday and congratulate and have a parade for our graduates. Uh, and I think about those who have been here at church just preparing for our return. Our gardeners have been here uh, just in the stillness and beauty of the space, uh, preparing it for our return. I think about Kurt Munson, who was here this week installing automatic hand sanitizers all throughout the building so that we'll be safe when we return. That all of these are just uh, ways that we connect to the God who is in us and around us and who binds us together as a community. So I just want to thank you for your giving. Uh, many of you give regularly, and I'm so grateful. Uh, if you would like to give, you can see on your screen the ways you can. Uh, you can give online on our website. You can text to give. And as always, uh, you're welcome to send a check to the church. So thank you uh, for helping us stay connected and be the church today. Praise God from blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. Alleluia, alleluia. Praise God for all that love has done. Creator Christ and Spirit one. Alleluia, alleluia. as we uh, come to our time of communion, I invite you to uh, gather bread or crackers or any kind of food that you have on hand, uh, as well as any water, juice, or wine uh, that you have as we will uh, share together uh, in this sacrament of communion. Friends, as we uh, come together to this meal, um, 
we remember that this is a table of love. It's a table of presence. It's a table of fellowship and it's a table of belovedness. And it's a table where we come to pause for a moment, uh, to be still and to be present in mind, body and spirit and to remember that God who is inside each one of us, who is all around us and who uh, nourishes us and strengthens us. As we share together in the bread and the cup, we remember God's deep and abiding love for us, a love that feeds us, rounds us, and guides us as we move forward on our journeys. And as we eat and drink together, we remember the spirit who flows through each of us, nourishes us, and who binds us together with each other and with all of creation. Here at this table, we remember that it is Christ who is the host and that all are welcome at this feast. So come as you are, beloved of God, come and share this holy meal. Friends, we remember that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, um, he gathered for his meal with his friends. And when they had finished eating, he took bread and he gave thanks and he blessed it and then he broke it. And he gave it to his friends and he said, this is my body broken for you. Whenever you eat this, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, Jesus took the cup. He poured it. He blessed it. And he gave it to them saying, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you. When you drink it, May the Spirit of God sustain you today and always. And now, friends, I invite you to uh, hold up your bread and your cup on the screen so that we can see each other and uh, see our bread and our cups. And you can put yourself on gallery view if you're not there already. And just look at this beautiful and beloved uh, body of Christ. And friends, will you join me in prayer? Oh God, we ask you to pour out your spirit onto our breads and our cups and most of all onto our lives, that we would be filled with your presence and strengthened by your abiding love. Amen. Friends, this is the body of Christ given for you. In the same way, Jesus took the cup and let us pray. Oh God, we ask you to pour out our spirit, pour out your spirit onto each of our breads and each of our cups 
and most of all into our lives, that we would be filled with your presence and strengthened with your abiding love. Amen. Friends, this is the body of Christ given for you. And this is the cup of blessing poured out for you. Let us share in this meal together. And now, friends, I invite you, you can keep your eyes open as we uh, just look at each other and uh, hold our community in prayer. Will you join me in a spirit of prayer? Gracious God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for this holy meal. We thank you for this beautiful family of faith. We thank you for companions on the journey. And we thank you, too, for moments of stillness where you remind us of your presence, where you remind us that you are always with us. And so we ask you just to continue to fill us with your spirit, with your strength, with your stillness, with your guidance, that we may live into the fullness of who you call us to be and that we will remember our belovedness now and always. Amen.
thank you so much for uh, joining us for worship this morning. It's so wonderful to see all of you. And uh, please know we'll be back again next week, uh, 10.30 a.m. Pacific time. We'll be back on uh, YouTube so you can look for us there. And uh, now we have an opportunity to join in coffee hour together. For those who would like to stay on, we'll, we'll be on this same Zoom link, same call. Um, so Gary will play a postlude for us, and then uh, those who need to leave, feel free to leave during the postlude, and we wish you a blessed week. And those who would like to stay on for uh, coffee hour, you're welcome to do so. We'll just spend some time uh, checking in with each other and then break into small groups just for some deeper conversation. Uh, so friends, go in peace, and may God continue just to be with you and bless you.